to the Bible Geek Podcast. This is Jay Cruz with another episode, and this is episode 15, and we're going to talk about the end times. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I hope you guys are having a great day. Um, this is the midweek podcast. Um, I have another podcast that I'll be doing on Saturday and um, on a different subject. But I wanted to tackle this subject because it was brought to my attention that someone wanted me to make a podcast um, on this subject. Uh, the thing with this subject, which end times, which is like eschatology, right? The study of the end times um, is that I don't obsess over it. Like most people do, there's just like a lot of people that just are obsessed with the rapture and and the great tribulation and the end times and stuff like that. And me personally, like I'm just trying to get my walk right with God. That's it. Like just every day, just kind of just being humble and just taking my time and and just working on my relationship with God and spending more time with God. So that's basically what I really you know, and it isn't that I'm not watching for the rapture. It's not that I'm not looking up for my blessed hope. It's just that, you know, if Jesus can come at any time, right? That's why it's called the. That's why it's called imminent, right? So the return of Jesus Christ is imminent. Um, or he can, he can. Um, I'm gonna say the rapture is imminent, but or he can, or or you can die. I'm gonna say that he can, but you can die, right? And then you'll be face to face with Jesus. And you just want to make sure that you are, you're right with God, right? But I am going to talk a little bit about the end times. I'm not going to try to get too deep into it because there's just so much. Once again, these, these are kind of like studies that can take for hours. But I'll give you a quick synopsis <clears throat> or a quick overview of, of what I think and I believe. Um, so just to kind of just start out. I believe that we are in the season, but it's it's not something that I think is going to happen this year or next year. Uh, I'm just kind of like, I'm just watching, right? And I'm looking for like, like super signs. I'm not looking for earthquakes. I'm not looking for volcanoes. I'm not looking for you know, fish dying and stuff like that. I'm not looking for that kind of stuff. I'm looking for a super sign. Okay. To me, a super sign would be like they have set a date and they're going to rebuild the Jewish temple back in Jerusalem. To me, that's a super sign. But there are also things that Jesus said that we need to, we need to look for. All right. And he said that when they say peace and security, then comes uh, sudden destruction. But that can happen within the three, three and a half years of the Antichrist already being on this earth, already ruling. And, and, you know, they could think that it's all peaceful and then just just things just or it could just happen when the rapture happens, which is preacher. And then all of the seven years would just be filled with um, destruction, basically. Right. Judgment. So why do I think? Or I hold the view of pre-trip, right? I hold the view of pre-trip because I feel that the great tribulation really is is for the people of God. Like, I believe that it's that that time is to save Israel, right, and get them back um, from from basically, in other words, so that they can have a saving knowledge of Christ and to save Israel. That's what I believe the great tribulation is for. 
I don't believe that it's for the church. I don't believe that the church needs to be purged. I don't believe that the church needs to show God that he loves them and, and they're willing to die from. God already knows in your heart if you really want to die from him or not. He already knows that. <clears throat> okay. Um, I really do believe it's for Israel. And the reason I believe it's for Israel, and I'll just kind of make this real quick, but it's because one of the prophecies, right, in Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 7, it says, Alas, for that day is great, right? So that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. What does this mean? It means that when the great tribulation hits, it's going to be a horrible time for them. They're going to find themselves alone on this earth and they're going to have plenty of enemies that are going to want to see them destroyed, especially the devil. The devil's thing is to destroy them. That's his thing. Like the church is not here. The church has been raptured. They're no longer a hindrance to me. I'm going to go after God's people. Right, I'm going to go after Israel and he's going to want to try and kill them because he thinks he can thwart God's plan if he destroys Israel. Um, and that's why it says that Allah's for that day is great, right? There'll be none like it, right? Because it's going to be the most horrible time ever. It's going to make us and it's going to make the best Sony movie look like garbage. And um, it says it is even a time of Jacob's trouble. That's Israel. Um, but they're saved out of it. So they're going to be saved out of it. And in and, and Revelation, it talks more about it, where Jesus kind of just goes, and they kind of, but Jesus goes down and he saves them. Um, and they get to know him, right? As a matter of fact, it says in the Bible that they'll look at his pierced hands and they'll ask him, where did you get, where did you get those marks from? And he'll tell them, I got them in the house of my brothers. You know what I mean? Like, um, so in other words, his own people crucified him, right? Even though I, I believe that we, the whole entire world, everybody who, I believe we all crucified him. I don't think it's just Israel. I think we, the whole world did it. Um, and that's why he, he was crucified. But I believe more in the pre-trip. And there's three views. Well, I mean, there's a lot of views. But there's the three main views is like pre-trip. Uh, there's also uh, mid-trip and there's also post-trip. I don't hold the post-trip view. Um, only because I think a lot of people... Uh, get the seventh trumpet and the last trumpet mixed up um the last trumpet i believe is the last call for salvation that's when the the, the church gets raptured and i believe that the seventh trumpet just ushers in uh, the ruling reign of jesus christ right so it's kind of like a new start new beginning right um and and then it'll usher in his millennial kingdom right it'll be like like heaven on earth right and so um yeah, so that's kind of like my take on it. Just quick overview. I don't want to get into details about it, but that's how I feel and from reading the scriptures that, and a lot of people may disagree if they hold different views and it's normal. Those are called in-house discussions. That's when two Christians um, just disagree on certain things. It's in-house discussions and we can either agree to disagree or, yeah, I mean, it's like two brothers who believe the same thing but are you just kind of look at it from different angles or maybe just kind of looking at it from a different um or have just having a different view right just having a different view um we don't get angry with them right um because this is not salvific like if you get the pre if you get the rapture wrong the time of the rapture wrong you're not gonna lose your salvation and if anybody thinks that you're gonna lose your salvation just because you didn't know when the rapture was gonna happen well nobody really knows the time the day and the hour so yeah, we're all kind of wrong until, you know, until the Lord returns, right? Um, but this is the view that I hold. I hold the pre-trib view, and I'm going to explain to you why. Because I believe in dispensationalism. 
Oh, sorry, I kind of jacked up that word. But yeah, so I believe that there are, you know, there are times and seasons for certain things. And I believe that right now we're living in, in the time of grace, right? Mercy and grace. We're living in the church age is what they call it. And I believe that one day the church age is going to come to an end, right? God is going to call the spirit. His spirit is going to take the church with him because the spirit of God, and you know, indwells us. Um, and then I think that that's going to kickstart the great tribulation. The man of sin will be revealed and he'll have this short time to rule this world. And um, it's just going to be harder for people who don't believe in Jesus Christ to come to Christ because it's going to be a real terrible time. Now, I want to read some scripture on it. Um, read some scripture here on it. So uh, one of the one of the scriptures, one of the verses that I want to read here. It says in 2 Timothy, right, chapter 3, verse 1 through 5, it says, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. So it's going to be times where it's going to be real bad. Remember, I told you, I said there's the four horsemen, right, of the apocalypse. Um, one of them is going, to, is going to come in peace, but he's looking to destroy. The other one that's going to, is going to kill people with famine. The other one, pestilence, and it's just going to be death all, all the way around. And it says, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money. You're already seeing that, right? So these are some of the signs, right? Um, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents. You're already seeing that. Ungrateful, unholy, heartless, right? People killing each other. Unpeasable, slanderous, without self-control and brutal. And brutal. So you're seeing that a lot of people, um, they're, they're not, they don't behave nicely to other folks, right? And it says, not loving, good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, have an appearance of godliness but denying his power and avoid, uh, such people avoid, right? So avoid such people. So it gives you a description of what you're going to see in the last days. And, you know, you're pretty much seeing that, but you've, this is kind of like, it, it's getting worse, right? When you look outside, you're like, you're like, wow, this is just getting so bad, right? <clears throat> and, it, and and Jesus warns us, right? He warns us in Matthew chapter 24, verse 44. He says, therefore, you must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Now, the difference between the rapture and the, the return of Jesus Christ the rapture is imminent like you don't know when that's going to pop off you don't know when that's going to happen but the return of jesus christ the second um the antichrist is revealed and the second he makes that covenant right he makes a covenant with israel that starts the clock and if you follow if you follow scripture in the timeline you already know that in a couple of years jesus is going to be there you know what i'm saying so Jesus' return is not imminent, but the rapture is definitely imminent, okay? The, the, now, Jesus' return is going to catch people who don't believe in Jesus by surprise. They're going to get caught off guard because they're not looking for the Messiah. They're looking for the anti-Messiah, right? So they're looking for someone else. And they're looking to build their kingdoms on this earth and just try to live this good life on earth. So they're not worried about Jesus. So all those who are without Jesus, are not expecting Jesus, so when he does come, it's going to capture, it's going to get them by surprise, right? And then, there are more signs, right, to look for towards the end, right? In this Second Peter chapter 3, verse 3 through 4, it says, Knowing this verse of uh, of all, that scoffers will come in the last days, right? So there's going to be people in the last days that are going to scoff at you, be like, oh, you, where's Jesus at? Jesus ain't coming. Y'all Jesus freaks. Y'all crazy, blah, 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 right? And it says, following their own sinful desires, they will say, where is the promise of his coming? 
For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of the creation. So I also see this as like rabbis, not just people that don't believe that are scoffing. They're going to be scoffing. But I also believe that these are rabbis talking and they're going to be saying, hey, what's up with your Jesus? You know, ever since Abraham died and all the all the patriarchs, things have been going since they've been since the day of creation. Right. Um, so you're going to see scoffers in the last days. All right. Um, another sign that's been given to us is First Timothy. I'm going to read a whole lot of scripture here. All right. But another sign is First uh, Timothy uh, verse four through one. And it says, now the spirit expressly says that in the later times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. So in other words, people are going to be leaving Christianity to go to new age. People are going to be leaving Christianity to go to something else. They did. They're just going to abandon Jesus Christ and do their own thing and follow their own desires. And what they're going to do is they're going to give in to what, what they call demonic teachings or spiritual. Um, I'm going to say spiritual. Well, let me just think about that. <laughs> OK, so they're just going to be deceived. OK, and there's going to be demons deceiving them. All right. So you can take that however you want. And then. um. Then it says here, Jesus says, this is a good one here. Jesus says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. We know that um, that once the gospel reaches throughout the whole entire world, then Jesus is going to come. Everybody knows who Jesus is right now. Honestly, everybody knows who Jesus is. If you don't know who Jesus is, then you're not from this planet. Right. Because everybody knows. But even even more so. Right. What's going to happen is that God is going to send angels out to reach the people that don't know. that can talk in their language to tell them about Jesus. And so, you know, once once everybody knows who the opportunity to come to Christ and be saved, that's that's when the end will come. OK. Um, you have here, and this is to me is more pre-trip here. It's like Matthew 24, chapter 36. This is but concerning that day and hour. No one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the son, but the father only. Okay. I think I'm just going to probably read one or two more scriptures and just kind of talk a little bit more about it. And then we're just going to be done. Okay. Um, So it says here, Mark chapter 13, verse 5 to 23 says, And Jesus began to say to them, See that no one leads you astray. In other words, if somebody's coming with a different gospel. Many will come in my name saying, I am he, and they will lead many astray. And when uh, when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. In other words, if you're hearing about wars and rumors of wars, hey, don't worry about that. This must take place, but the end is not yet, for nation will rise against nation. You're already seeing that now, right? And kingdom against kingdom, there will be uh, earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. These are but the beginning of birth pains. So these are the beginning of birth pains. This ain't even these aren't even the birth pains here. Okay. It says, "Be on your guard, for they will deliver you up to uh, over the councils, and you will be beaten in synagogues, and you will stand before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them." So this is to me. I feel like. Um, 
this is like talking about like the the great tribulation like with the end times and stuff like that okay and um we'll, we'll just read this one we'll just close it with this uh and this is um second peter chapter 3 verse 10 through 13 but the day of the lord will come like a thief then the heavens will pass away with the roar and the heavenly bodies will be burnt up and dissolved and earth and the earth um, and the works that are done on it will be exposed since all these things are thus to be dissolved what sort of people ought you to be in uh, in lives of uh, I'm sorry yeah in lives of holiness and godliness waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of the Lord because of which the heavens uh, will be set on fire and dissolve and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn but according to his promise we are waiting for new heaven and new earth in which righteousness dwells um so <laughs> once again the when you when you hear jesus speak you're gonna predominantly hear jesus talk about his return i believe that what he's talking about is the actual return um towards the end when the seventh trumpet sounds um the pre-trip the proof for pre-trip just like any view um you could probably apply a lot of these scriptures to any of those views, honestly. Um, but I feel personally that it's pre-trip. I believe that we leave. Antichrist reveals himself. He makes a covenant. The Great Tribulation starts to kick off. Enemy wants to destroy Israel, wants to destroy God's people. We return with Jesus. And Jesus sets up his uh, millennial kingdom, right? After after he destroys and, and judges everybody. Alright. And um Yeah. I mean that's pretty much that's pretty much what I believe. Now here's why I believe that the also that the um that the rapture will happen pre-trip is because Jesus gave me a dream back 10 years ago. Listen, I don't remember dreams. Dreams that don't matter to me, I don't remember. Okay? And I think most of you would agree that you guys go to sleep and psh, you guys don't even remember half of the stuff you thought about or dreamt about during the night. So what was weird is that when I went to sleep, I found myself driving on the i-95 and it felt real it felt like i can feel the 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 air hit my face i can i'm just driving everything just feels so real and basically what happens is that the trumpet sounds god's face comes through the clouds his voice sounds like lightning and thunder we go up uh, once we go up he shows me some things that are going to happen on the earth while we're up there right for the marriage supper of the lamb and what I see is just kind of chaotic, crazy. It's just kind of like, you, it's just everything, just people just basically almost losing their minds. Okay, that's how bad it is, all right? Not even almost losing, they're losing their minds. It's a chaotic scene. The worst weather, islands being swallowed up by, 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 by water. Um, and then I saw like giants like, like uprooting trees and tossing them, chaining them up and tossing them and stacking them up. And to me, these trees symbolize people. And then I go back up and I, we, me and him finish talking and then I wake up. Okay. And 
to me, I felt that that took place pre-trip. It was not post-trip. It wasn't mid-trip. And, um, yeah, God said, look, this is not for you guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not for you. You're not going to go through this. Um, that's why it's called a blessed hope, right? It wouldn't be a blessed hope if you felt like you had to go through what they call the worst and most horrific time ever biblically, right? Real bad. Um, but there's scripture that basically proves that God is not. Like, throughout the whole entire Bible, let's just kind of just get this straight. Enoch was transfigured, right? He was raptured up, right? He was he walked righteously with God and he was like he basically um you know was translated to heaven. In the Bible, in the Bible, never ever once have God ever judged the righteous with the unrighteous. When 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 Noah, when the flood came, think about it. The righteous went on the boat and the unrighteous died in the flood. When Lot uh was saved out of uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, they pulled Lot out, right? And then judgment was passed on Sodom and Gomorrah every time God judges a place he never judges the righteous with the unrighteous he always pulls them out before he inflicts judgment on that place the only time in the Bible that people went through some things um, was in the Exodus but that's not God judging Egypt that was just God uh, basically um, raising up Pharaoh for the very purpose so that his name could be glorified before his people. You know what I'm saying? And things happen, and yeah, they were there while it was happening, and God protected them. That's how it's going to be in the end times. Um, Jacob will be protected just like again, like in the Exodus. All right, just like in the Exodus, they'll be protected again, and Jesus will save them. All right? Anyway, um, so that's kind of it. I'm just kind of pretty much done. I mean, that was just a kind of quick overview of what my take is on it. I don't really lose sleep over it. Uh, my thing is to just basically um, walk with God daily and just, you know, take it one step at a time. There's a lot of people out here losing sleep over this stuff. And, you know, you see like thousands and thousands of videos on end times and prophecy. And, and that's good. There's some folks that that's that's their ministry. That's their ministry. Um, but just, you know, just know that God has us and he is protecting us. He's watching over us. And, you know, like I said, I personally believe we won't be here for that. All right. Anyway, um, with that being said, God bless you guys. Take care. Have a great day.